Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So today I want to um, talk a little bit about um, uh, the idea of crossing the flood or the idea of um, being overwhelmed by the flood and the, the idea of uh, uh, yeah crossing the flood or firm, uh, finding firm ground. These are expressions that are used in the Buddhist philosophy of, uh, you know, this practice is often described as a raft to cross on the other side or to find a foothold. Is that the expression? So all this imagery is very present in the teachings. So I wanted to kind of unpack this a little bit. Um, this talk being very, very much influenced or um, inspired or directly connected maybe to uh, some readings that I've done uh, lately. Uh, uh, the particular one I'm thinking of is uh, the book called Parami by uh, Ajahn Suchito, probably available online. Anyway, there's just a few pages at the introduction of the, the book and he talks about this and so I'm, I'm we'll just be sharing uh, through this filter what, what was understood or some of the aspect that were brought forward and um, and uh, what I what it makes me think of is uh, I don't know if you know this character Nasruddin from another uh, from another tradition from uh, the, S- S- uh, the Sufi tradition which is the uh, uh, mystical branch of Islam and uh, Nasruddin is uh, kind of a is a wise, kind of crazy wisdom character. So there's always something really funny, but deep happening to Nasruddin. Do you know the story of when uh, somebody uh, on the other side of a river, where Nasruddin is standing on one side and somebody's on the other side? Who knows this story? So somebody uh, calls out Nasruddin and they say, how do you get to the other side? And Nasruddin shouts back, You are on the other side! (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a deep teaching. (laughs) We could finish there, right there. (laughs) Uh, So that's Nasruddin's version of crossing to the other side. I think I think it's extremely deep, and maybe we'll see how it, it's that deep. Um, so, what's the flood? What's the, the, the that we're taken by, or overwhelmed by, or drowning in? Or so there's many ways to to think about this, and often when we sit in meditation, it becomes really obvious. It's the the stream and the flood of thinking. You know that takes so many forms. As uh, and I, I recorded some of the the, the different uh, ways that uh, John Suchito presents it, and I, I love it. So he, he says how the mind become occupied or congested with uh, 
upsets are obsessed by analysis, speculation, memory, investigation, decision making, self evaluation, cross referencing. After it goes to projection, regrets, phobia, grudges, ideas, doubts,、uh, self hatred, biases, preconceived ideas, compulsions, assumptions, opinions, judgments, <laughs> past, future. And I think there's probably more somewhere else. And、uh, do you recognize some of this? you know? And you're like, let me go to a meditation class or something you know, that will get me out. And so it's events trigger this, but then the events are taken in, you know, and then we like up, become upset about, about it. And、uh, even in a very twisted way, and I'm part of this, so it's not a judgment, we're all part of this, but to me, there's a particular twist where we actually get fascinated, enamored. We are. Um, become,、uh, what is it when you adore, we, we cherish like the storytelling and we return to that story of poor me, you know, and this story of like me and even the bad me in the future or the lonely me in the future, you know, all these creations of mine and we cherish them and we nurture them and we. They become idols, and, and, you know, we, and we bow to them, and we spend time, you know? And so this, and this is overwhelming for many of us, and, it takes, and, and we get caught in this. And now we don't know how to get out, and we're drowning and spinning in all this. And so all this imagery of water, turbulent water, and vortexes in water, whatever they're called, you know? And, and so, and we want to. Find ground and take our head out, out of the water. And、uh, so, how do we do this? We open a bottle of wine. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not the only reason, but it could definitely be. Or we entertain ourselves, you know, let, let me get this. But then we get spinning on something else, you know, to avoid spinning on that one, we start spinning on that one, you know. And so, there's. there's、uh, So often we're caught in this way, and many of us actually don't know that we're caught. We know when it becomes really intense and really painful, then we start to notice that something's going on. But for many of us, I think we're actually, not in majorly, but we're definitely swept away not knowing it. And we notice this in meditation. You're sitting, just want to be in connection,、um, in intimacy with、uh, sensory awareness, you know, being there. And this little narrating voice, describing voice, reorganizing, but little wishing voice of something else, little comparing voice, little self evaluation that's coming back every few seconds, you know. Little, all these little things, you know, describing oneself, describing. Do you, do you see these? Or projecting, like, I can't actually stay there. And it feels like I'm choosing to. I, I want to go. But we're fooled. We're actually not choosing to. Because when we try to not choose, we still. Keep choosing to go towards the future, just not the big future caught in, but just later today. You know, like I'm not going to go very far, but just after the class, you know, like, grab something at this market there, you know, like let me grab something because I can't be here, you know, I, I don't know how to be here, it's unknown to me, like 
I'll make a little project of just buying t- toilet paper. It's nothing, <laughs> you know, but let me buy toilet paper at least in my head, you know, because I don't want to be here, you know. Let me figure something deep out, you know. Like, I, no, I don't do toilet paper. <laughs> but I'll do, you know, mathematics, like some kind of something to resolve, you know, or something deep. Then it will look valuable, you know. Just not, f- and so again, we're swept, swept away in all kinds of ways. And I tried to describe some of the of the the ways. The there's in Buddhist psychology, there's so many ways to break this out. So one of the ways you might recognize is uh, it's called uh, the the, uh, s- the 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 flood, of being carried away by uh, sensual. Uh, pleasure. So you'll notice in meditation, if you pay attention, how the mind will easily get drift towards something around pleasantness, around oh, when I'm home, you know, later today, or you know, or when you know, getting grabby, and leaving the moment here to go somewhere, expect something, create something, or you're just here and you wish you felt some, something else than what you feel. And then you'll s- be swept away by thoughts of being somebody else, something that feels usually feels better. You know? Or if it doesn't feel better, it's worried about it, but it's still related to pleasant unpleasant. You know? I'll be swept away by trying to avoid something unpleasant. So I'll be carried away in thoughts, in ideas, and it'll be... So the Buddha said, be careful, be aware. Like, what are the floods that take you away? What are the currents or the undertones? or what? I don't know the language really well in English, but what are all the different things that take us away from being free uh, spirits, free beings? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about freedom. And when you're swept away, you're not free. You're actually being carried away from freedom. And we're talking about also... Uh, so what's the, o- what's the other side? What's the firm ground? What's the foothold? It's liberation. It's freedom. It's called uh, transcendence, maybe. Maybe not the transcendence that is like... Um, the image that I have now of transcendence is a very incarnated transcendence. Is I'm transcending the thoughts that could take me away. You know, how do I look? How am I perceived? Am I doing well? You know, being upset by this or whatever else is your particular uh, force of nature taking you away from being freely awake in the moment. You know, dégagé. Uh, and so that is one particular stream, the stream of everything related to pleasure and displeasure. And if you pay attention, I bet you you'll make a lot of discoveries about this, how the mind will... You know, you're just, I don't know, s- standing at the subway station waiting for the train, and the mind will naturally uh, go towards something of that nature, wanting the train to be here, if the trains arrive, the mind will go like, I hope I can find a seat. If, you know, and it will leave the moment to just, in this way, go like to the next thing, the next thing that could, could be satisfying, could be it, you know. 
so that's one of the stream. Another stream that takes us away is the stream, it's called in Buddhist uh, psychology, the stream of becoming. So you're sitting here, and there's this, suddenly you're taken away from being free here now. You're taken away by an idea, a conception of you, you becoming something else, becoming the better you, be, or a projection of some kind, of like me free, me over there, me. Even becoming, again, that's like, that is pretty twisted. That, that's extremely common also. Be, you're sitting here, they're sitting here, breathing, hearing, and you'll become again in your mind who you were in the past. So you'll be sitting here and you'll become the one this morning who said that. You'll become again the one a few years ago who did that or didn't do that or to whom we did that. And so the Buddha said, this is the stream that becomes overwhelming. So this constant stream of projecting, anticipating, becoming this other self that is not here now. Do you see, even in the past, created another self that could have been in the past. There's so, like it... it um, uh, manifest in so many ways. Me as I could be, would have been, should be, uh, will be. And you're sitting here and whoops, swept away by a moi later today. Moi, the grandiose moi. Moi, the failing moi that's always been failing. So there's not always here. There's no always here. But we'll be swept by I'm always been like this, everybody can meditate, I've never been able, <laughs> suddenly there's this grandiose moi that is a f like failure from beginning to end, you know, and swept away by these kinds of thoughts. So these are two streams there, the stream, the stream of uh, obsession with uh, pleasure and displeasure, and fear of it, and expecting it, and wishing it, and being attached to it, and and strategizing to get it, and the other stream, the stream of becoming, projecting oneself, creating a self that was there, will be there, might be there, will they be there, will they become that? So the Buddha said, pay attention to these streams uh, in order to actually find foothold, so you're not actually carried away by that, but awake in the middle of these productions. Because what we'll find out is that these streams are not as they appear to be like great forces of nature that really, really take us away. They don't. They're actually uh, light, ephemeral, mirage-like appearances, uh, ideas, concept, creations of the mind. And he's saying... Basically, what he's saying is, you are already on the other <laughs> side. It's not like, I have to get there, I'm in the flood. How do you get to the other side? Honey, pie, pay attention, you'll find out it's just mind stuff, mostly. You know? And when you discover this, you'll go like, oh my God, I was already on the other side. It was a creation of the mind. This is the liberation. It's like, oh, most of this is not true. It's just infatuation, trances, uh, 
spells that I fall into, you know? And how do you break these spells? How do you find the foothold? This is the technique that is taught here. Is just pay attention. You'll notice that uh, in the contact with, uh, I don't know, beautiful light, even through eyes closed, or nice uh, weather, temperature, that these are impressions that last only a second. There's an impression of, you know, ease. Some, something like this, like, oh, we're just here. There's, it's an impression. It passes. It's ephemeral. It's not. And so to actually be upset with that, and by also being here from moment to moment, you'll notice that if there is a discomfort, maybe tiredness or some exhaustion, with a mind that becomes interested and curious and calms itself and allows itself to feel what is there, instead of fearing it, and to just say like, oh, it doesn't feel so comfortable being here. And to allow this to be felt, that actually, it's totally possible to meet that. It's totally possible to meet that. Most of the moments of our life will be totally actually meetable if they're not uh, held with projection. If it lasts for the whole day, if it la- you know. But just in this moment, that's the practice. It's very liberating to say, I can actually be here right now with this, just this. Notice for you if it's true or not. And if it feels like it's not, it's probably because also we haven't had the chance to develop some qualities of the mind that are totally available. And that's what we're doing here, is practicing, can I actually allow this to be there? And infusing a little courage, a little patience, a little acceptance, a little interest, all these becoming amazingly powerful. This is the foothold that we're gaining. What is the foothold? It could be described as qualities of the mind that will develop in this practice so that we can see through the appearance of flood, you know, or get get out on the firm ground, whatever the imagery that works for you. Is that does that make sense? Yeah. There's moments in our life, and I think we all had experiences uh, like this, where the illusion of flood is disappears. It might be through a connection with nature. You know, you're in nature at some point, maybe very recently, maybe today, late earlier today, or that something of nature suddenly, like the appearances of troubles of disappear for a moment. There's just it could be true beauty, the beauty of nature, but maybe the beauty of art, some form of art. It could be uh, an experience, like being in a, yeah, like in a temple, in a sacred place, where suddenly there's, the mind kind of opens up. You know, it's not uh, invaded or visited by... Uh, these obsessions, you know, of regrets and shames and doubts and projections and all kinds of agitations and uh, 
anticipation and resentment and grudges, this dissipates and there's just an opening and suddenly there's connection, there's vibrancy, the heart resonates, you know, it's, there's fullness or spaciousness, it might take different textures, you might have access to this uh, with um, uh, medicinal herbs or drugs, however you want to call this, you know, and so, you know, it might have been recently or in the 60s, depending on your life story, <laughs> but you might have a reference, say, wow, yeah, it's true that when I took this, you know, the mind did open. It's very valid. It did happen. There was an experience of the falling away of the, of the, of the worried mind, of the agitated mind. So we discover another way to be that is more maybe expensive or more heart-connected or... It might have, and we might interpret it in different ways. We might say, "Oh, I had a non-ordinary state of consciousness," or you might say, "God was there," or you might interpret it to the eyes of a particular religion, you know. But there's, at that moment, there's a, an opening. You're not, you wouldn't describe yourself like caught in the flood, you know. It might be almost ordinary. You know, like not not anything grandiose. It might be like just a little clearing in the mind for a few seconds. You know. Children, as children, we might have had that at times also. We might get this in intimacy with somebody else sometimes. You know, there's a particular encounters in our life where suddenly there's this moment of being fully connected, fully present, not thinking, how do I look, they're a good person for me, whatever, you know, there's just like, wow, here, now. And, and it's very impressive, these moments, where the mind suddenly is not evaluating the situation, comparing it, wanting it to, 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 to keep going, or, you know, there's, there's none of this, there's just a full presence. Some people have felt into this, it seems like, with some permanence, uh, accidentally, you know. You might have read Eckhart Tolle or Byron Katie, Adyashanti, although Adyashanti practiced Zen for years before. Uh, but cases like that where people describe, they're out of the flood, they're not obsessed by s becoming, you know. How do I look? They're just like this. There's just life. There's just life. What's, what's the matter? You know. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of uh, graceful. It happened like this. The technique that is taught here, the way I, I understand this, is that this is a progressive going towards that. So it's not waiting for grace to fall. It's uh, it's. Uh, we're looking at a way that can be easily integrated in life. Uh, like if, let's say I have this uh, experience through, um, I don't know if it would be ayahuasca or ecstasy. I'm a little bond, bound, you know, like I can't actually take ecstasy every day. You know, it's a problem. <laughs> you know, and maybe I cannot perform everything I have to perform. <laughs> 
or next is you know it's a little too open or it's not enough uh, uh, in, in integrate possible to integrate you know in in uh, daily activities I don't know maybe it is you know and so the usefulness of this technique here and there might be others but the pr- this technique here is that it's something that we can practice in our life all the time. What is the technique? Is to actually take care of what's happening. Bring particular attention to any situation. Of course, there's the formal sitting where we actually uh, dedicate some time to quiet the mind, to pay attention, to just be and become aware of what is it like to be. Can I allow that to be known instead of being kind of tool that goes down a list of things to do, you know, uh, being, but also integrating an integratable in life where I can actually, as I put the shoes later, or walk down the street, or even talk with a friend, you know, to be aware uh, of what it's like to be here and value what is happening, even if it's unpleasant, to actually value there's something happening. There's a reactivity happening in me. There's a not getting what I want. There's a lack of respect coming from the other side. There's a lack of concern for somebody else's well-being. There's there's something happening. Let me bring interest in that so that we're not less and less at least carried away by the thoughts. It shouldn't be like this. It should be otherwise. Let me be here in the middle of what's happening. This is describing an unconditional freedom. And it's possible to develop this progressively. This is the practice we're doing with mindfulness. It's paying attention so I'm not swept away always by my preconceived ideas, biases, uh, wishes for something else. So I'm really there in the middle of this and I can encounter it the way it is. If it's an experience of loss, I can encounter it fully. If it's an experience of delight, I can experience it fully without freaking out. Oh my God, it's delightful. I'm going to lose it. I can't believe I'm going to lose it. You know, it's like, let me be here fully. Questions, objections, comments uh, about that, yes? I'm talking about that, but um, I've just begun to meditate for a few months, and the method I learned was to focus on the breath, either in the chest or the Yeah. And I find that helps, because when I go away and there's something to come back to. Yeah. Yeah, but being with the breath is being with what is. So it's totally, it's fine. It's totally good. It's a, it's a classic anchor in meditation to be there with the breath. You know, and from there it's going to expand. If you pay attention to the breath, at some point there will be a sound that will come, and it will be non- known. You won't be able to avoid it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So sounds, you know. 
And at some point, as the mind gets uh, more at ease with meditating, so now you're discovering, okay, so aware of breath, and sometimes sounds come, at some point you'll notice how is the mood in there? Because it'll be different at different times. Sometimes you want to be with the breath, and you'll find an ease of being with the breath. It's easy to be with the breath. The mind easily connects with the breath. It feels the wherever it's felt, you know, maybe in the belly or in the chest, but it feels the expansion, the contraction, and it stays. And you'll notice this, and at some point, you'll be like, oh, the mind is upset. So you will be discovering something else, which is the state of the mind, you know. And so you don't have to go dig and be aware of everything. You just start with the breath. And then at some point you'll notice that there's a, the meditator herself is calm or agitated or, uh, I don't know, maybe fragile sometimes, vulnerable or sometimes confident, scared. And more and more in your practice, you'll be allowed to allow this. So it won't be just the breath. It'll be also the contraction that comes with uh, fear. And then you'll, you'll become interested in that. Oh, it's there anyway. Let me feel it. Let me feel this tone of fear in the mind. You know? And this is liberated, libera- liberating in time because otherwise... Fear drives the thinking process. That's the flood, you know. One goes with, oh my God, how is it going to happen? Am I, you know, whatever, am I going to be afraid of my, I don't want to be afraid, you know. And then there'll be a stopping of the flood. There'll be just like fear. And the foothold will be what? Will be the capacity to be with a little tone of fear without being swept away, without panicking, but just allowing that tone, that texture to be there. Or maybe the foothold, the ground, will be the caring capacity that will develop, the compassion. Wow. Slight little fear in the background or in the foreground, caring about this being that is troubled by fear. Do you see a little bit what I'm meaning? And it starts just with the breath, being with the breath. You'll notice, sometimes very fearful, sometimes slightly fearful, sometimes no fear. Not that experience. So you'll discover mind states and you'll be able to allow them to be there, be known, have them arise and pass without, you know, being so afraid of fear. You know? That's the foothold. Yeah. Thank you. Listening to what? A rushing book. Yeah. What? What about it? To reduce the sense of vipassana in your meditation. Reduce the sense of vipassana. What do you mean by the sense of vipassana? Well, if you're just concentrating on the breath. Yeah. You bring yourself back to the breath. It's one thing. And then when I listen to the rush of a book yeah. in my breath, I tend to wonder: Am I really getting into uh, a place where I'm meditating? Yeah. So meditation is being aware of something happening now, not describing it, but experiencing it. And it could be the rushing of a brook, yeah, of a stream. It could be the sound of that. It could be the breath. It could be a mind state, as I'm describing, 
joy if as you're listening to the the sound your mind might become uh, you know spacious contented happy it might become as you also describe a little bit um, in doubt am i doing this right or this not so it's something that is happening not thinking about it but feeling it so f- uh, f- listening to sound is as good as listening to the breath what do they have in common that might be liberating is that they're actually alive dynamic changing the breath expansion contraction the brook streaming is many little sounds passing by so is the experience of fear or joy it arises and pass in different patterns than the breath but still <coughs> it arises and pass vipassana is noticing not thinking of experiencing the passing nature of phenomena this is also the foothold the buddha said when you actually notice the passing of phenomena how ideas impressions of self pass by you'll find a foothold you won't be carried by oh i'm a disgusting person and like this you'll notice oh here's a, an impression of being like that and then that'll pass and it'll disappear you know so is the experience of that it arises and pass and so yeah you can listen to a, a stream uh, of water passing by and be aware of it and if your mind gets caught in doubt am i doing this right am i doing this wrong then that's probably a good thing to become aware of how's the mind behaving with this how's the mind is it connecting with it or is it making a story with it creating a problem yeah meditation is a lot an event and a relationship to the event can that be allowed the flood is a description of a a stressful relationship to events i upset about event i think about events i return to events or i think about self i return to the notions of me like this and me and i want to be like this and so i there's not an easy relationship with uh something happening in the mind or in reality and here we sit and we allow thoughts to come and go to come and go and we develop a lot of kindness for mind that is disturbed for mind that is rejoicing for mind that is uh light and joyful and noticing that it changes all the time that experience in in conclusion of the meditation i mean is going to be transferred to life yeah because i feel that at the moment my feelings in the meditation and i i take it to the real life Not that to integrate it is not that easy. And believe it or not, I think I, I am integrating in a more vivid way in life than on the cushion. Ah, you do better in life than yeah. on the cushion. Yeah, some people describe this because in life, maybe for some of us, it's easier to connect when the body is moving, when <laughs> there's interaction, relations, and things. Yeah, so great. That's 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 really good. And uh, and I think it's good to practice in uh, not being in action also, just to strengthen some things. And also, because we don't know, one day we might actually, 
you know, not be in action so much. We might be bedridden, you know, for a little while, you know. Or, I don't know, you know, there might be situations that we can't foresee right now, but where it would be good to actually be able to not lose uh, our foothold when the conditions are not the easiest. So if for you it's challenging to do it sitting, it's actually good to do it a little bit, just to see, I do so well in life, can I actually <laughs> try it also on the cushion? And sometimes also it's because some things in movements and relationship and action are actually hidden. They're still happening, but they might be. I'm not sure about, too sure about this. I don't know in your case, you know. But sometimes people will say like, oh my God, I'm so thinking obsessively when I, I'm sitting. But when I'm in action in life, I don't. Maybe. <laughs> but here it's a little bit like a screen, you know, where there's nothing. You're just sitting in, and suddenly some things are revealed that can't be revealed in life. But it's also the opposite is also true, you know, that we couldn't just sit. You know, we need to actually, you know, I've talked many times to people who were sitting for long retreats and monastics, uh, men and women, who would say like, oh, I was sure I was awake, you know, I was... You know, I'd spent five years in the mountain in Sri Lanka and I was fed by the, the local people in the village and I had my little hut, my little kuti, and it was beautiful weather and I loved this there and, and my mind was so relaxed and so open. And then, you know, there was trouble in my family. I had to fly back to England and then everybody was annoying me and I was confused <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, oh... So maybe some things were hidden in Sri Lanka <laughs> for you, you know, <laughs> that uh, are not for others, you know, but maybe actually they also often say, you know, just go back to your family and <laughs> you'll be able to notice the level of your awakening. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, but what you're describing is quite the opposite. You're saying, uh, yeah. And so maybe when the body is active, it's easier to feel and stuff. But I think it's good to practice stability in all different different conditions. For example, anxiety or uh, guilt, I I can easily relate in life. But I notice it, I feel it. It's painful. I notice yeah. all that. And if it's easier, yeah. Then when I'm a cushion, I am. What up? Yeah. What happens on the cushion with guilt or uh, anxiety? It doesn't arise. It doesn't arise. Ah, okay, okay. What is hidden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the mind is concentrated and the doors, often the, when the mind is concentrated and gathered with just the breath, for example, the doors to some difficult emotions are closed, you know, temporarily. So they're closed. Yeah, so you're describing something similar. You're saying, when I'm on the cushion... It's actually, it's not that juicy as in life. <laughs> Great, good. So maybe when you sit here, it's not time to work on guilt or things like this. It's time to work on experiencing whatever you experience. Maybe it's calm, maybe it's delight, maybe it's, uh, I don't know what it is, but then it's time to meet that, you know, not something else. Some people are sitting here like, I wish anxiety <laughs> didn't arise when I'm sitting. <laughs> I, want your, I want your cushion. <laughs> How much is that cushion? <laughs> if you might be asking, what do you feel then? A lot of neutral. 
a lot of neutral. A lot of neutral. Yeah, that's the experience of many people. So nothing is standing out so much, or yeah, which is actually really good work to to actually allow not intense uh, ecstasy or not intense uh, difficult emotion. It's it's really in Buddhist uh, psychology. It's one of the three that are very important. Learning to be with pleasure is difficult. Learning for some of us, learning to be with difficult is difficult, and learning to be with neutral is also difficult. And many times, as a teacher, I will hear people come on retreat. That's one of the places where they they report, and they'll come almost in panic, and they'll say, "Oh my God, there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. What am I doing wrong? You know, people are crying, and people are reporting. You know, uh, having dramas, and people are reporting all kinds of things, and nothing's happening to me. Like, well, honey, this might be." F- Peace. It's not easy to allow. <laughs> you know, you say we say we want peace, but look at us. You know, like as soon as there's peace, you know, we'll go looking for trouble. You know, and that's that's what you're doing. You're coming to me, telling me like something's wrong. You know, it's actually maybe it's a whole field. I remember not so long ago, somebody sitting a retreat. Oh yeah, it was this summer. It's a ten-day retreat, and one woman was saying this. She was saying, you know, I'm like sitting, I'm walking. Nothing is standing out. Nothing is standing out. Like usually, I'm working through amazing stuff. You know, I'm, you know, like forgiving and you know, and like, you know, getting rid of the level of self hatred. You know, it's dramatic. You know, and now like I'm sitting and walking. There's not much happening. Like I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to have doubt. Like why am I coming here? Like this retreat is not working out for me. You know, like just because it's not as dramatic as usual. You know. And we, I said, stay, stay with this. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe, maybe you learn. You need to learn to, maybe you, you know, to not be in drama. You know, and and hard emotions and stuff. You know. And a few days later, she came back and it's like, oh my God, there's a whole field. I, had, I mean, she was crying. She was saying, there's a whole field I had never actually touched. I had never allowed myself to touch something that is quite quiet. And beautiful, but I couldn't perceive it. I couldn't. I didn't know it existed. It was right there, you know. But I, like, it was not in my belief system that this was accessible, or this was meaningful or rich. You know, I couldn't. Con- I was just kind of dismissing it, you know. And now, and at the end, when she left, she was like, "I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. There's a whole part of my life that I have access to now." that I didn't have access to before. Mm. So maybe there's something in there. Who knows? Shall we sit with this for a few uh, minutes before? not trying to make anything of anything. Just allowing sounds (coughs) to be their breath.
And we'll notice maybe the ways that we're swept away, just slightly taken by some thought, some belief that something else should happen, that something should not happen. Maybe we'll have the chance to abandon abandon these thoughts or beliefs right there. Not be swept away by them. And see if we can allow what is there to be simply there, be fully experienced, just as it is. foothold, the other shore is the capacity to care to be with to enjoy, rejoice and if it feels nice in there to care to stay to allow if it feels uncomfortable to become acquainted with what's neutral when it is.
you might sometimes have the chance to see how the mind is swept away suddenly by a story of a self. Abandoning presence. Abandoning this moment. Taken away by a story told about a certain self <coughs> temporarily arising and conceived in the mind. might experience sometimes falling away the impressions of flood and streams and currents that's swept away by wantings of all kinds to become, to be, to have to experience something else just falling away and just simple being here
and that space of non-judging, non-expecting, not speculating. <coughs> Suddenly, joy is available, kindness, kinds of vibrations of the heart becomes vibrant. May we all find a foothold across to the other side or discover that we are on the other side. Okay, I hope there was a little something in there for us. Okay, good. Thank you so much. Thank you.